Welcome to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Change the culture and the politics will follow. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to the top pro-life podcast focused on Christ-centered culture change as the ultimate means for igniting compassionate care for pregnant mothers and protection for unborn babies. We call it the Love Times 2 Project because it means loving moms and loving babies. And it also reflects on our desire to share God's love and our reflection of that love. So that's the Times 2 part, just in case you were wondering. Uh, I'm so glad that you're listening in today. If you'd like to learn more about us, jump over to lovetimes2.org, where you will find all kinds of helpful resources. That's love, the letter X, the number two, dot O-R-G. And speaking of resources, I would love to send you a very special ebook titled Bring Us Back to Life. This is a great idea starter to ignite your prayers for moms and babies and life in our culture today. Uh, We provide 30 topics for 30 days, including space to write down what God is placing on your heart as you go through this devotional time. There's a scripture verse to lead your time and your reflections on this. It's absolutely free. Just email me at podcast at lovetimes2.org and say, send me the book and we'll get it to you right away. So many of you have heard there was a big abortion referendum in Ohio just a few weeks ago. And frankly, it didn't turn out too well. By an overwhelming margin, voters approved placing an unrestricted right to an abortion in the Ohio Constitution. It's really clear in the aftermath of this referendum that the national media is just absolutely eating it up. And in fact, it's really, um, I mean, most of what I'm seeing is is almost a sort of celebratory mood as they're reporting this. I mean, if you read much of the commentary that's floating around out there right now, you would think that uh, the very concept of caring for pregnant mothers and protecting unborn children is really some type of outdated notion that has lost its place in America. Well, I'm glad to say that the reports of the pro-life movement's demise are greatly exaggerated. All of our hearts go out to the moms and babies of Ohio, first of all, who are now at risk like never before. And I just want to give a great shout out to those that worked so hard to try and accomplish a different result in this referendum. I know that there were so many people that uh, from going door to door to making calls to uh, so many different things. Um, Wow. I mean, you really put it out there and worked for a much different result. You know, now that the dust has settled, I think it's really a good time just to take a very high-level look at some key takeaways from Ohio. So for this episode of the podcast, let's just take a few minutes and unpack five takeaways from Ohio that really placed a lot of light on the pathway forward. Key takeaway number one is that the culture appears to be unwinding much more rapidly than any of us had hoped to see. It's it's not just on this issue, but the life issue is what we're drilling in on today. And you just can't get around the fact that we just saw a majority of voters in Ohio just approved enshrining the right to take the life of an unborn child and put that in the Ohio state constitution. That is really unsettling. I I mean, actually, that's stating it mildly. When you look at some of the media accounts of this referendum and you see almost a party-type atmosphere among many of those who are celebrating. I don't know what else you can do, but just call it disturbing. And while it's extremely disappointing, when we look at this through a biblical lens, it really strikes me that this is a Romans chapter 1 moment playing out right before our eyes. If a person could script what a culture would look like 
if it followed what Paul describes in Romans chapter 1, this type of vote would certainly fit exactly what you would expect. If you don't know what I'm talking about, find your Bible, read the book of Romans chapter 1, and you'll then you'll say, ah, I get, I get what he's talking about with this. This is a Romans chapter 1 moment, very clearly. So the question has to be asked, if voters can choose to deny the right to life of an unborn child, who's next? I mean, is it going to be the elderly? Is it going to be the disabled? Uh, will it be those who observe their faith? in a way that goes against the grain of the culture. I mean, if you can change any law you want to change just by a popular vote, there is some extreme danger in that. And there are so many serious consequences to consider. But the core takeaway here is that the culture is clearly unwinding at a very rapid pace. And this vote exposes that to the core. Key takeaway number two is that ungodly sums of money in the hands of people who wish to destroy lives can indeed have a devastating effect. The last that I've heard, the number that, that at least I've seen in, in reports that I've read, is that nearly $40 million were spent in Ohio alone in support of placing this constitutional right to an abortion in the Ohio Constitution. That's $40 million bucks, And that number is probably going to go even higher by the time the real tally is finally in. So this referendum was just, you know, it wasn't just a question on the ballot. Every day your voters, you know, cast their votes on. It was a massive campaign funded at incredibly high levels and uh, by individuals that had an incredibly devastating agenda. Key takeaway number three, we know the game plan. One thing you can say about this referendum is that abortion supporters basically pulled out all the stops, all the low blows, all the disinformation, all the attacks, all the hysteria, and clearly they were based on market research. So when you get to something at this level, messaging isn't just done by chance. Extensive research went into this messaging. With the luxury of $40 million in hand, that messaging was targeted to drill down to specific audiences to move them in specific directions. And that's very important for us to understand because as objectionable as the messaging and the tactics were in a Ohio. Much of that, if not all of it, was based on research. Now, we can learn from that. In fact, there are two things that we can learn from that. One is that research can be enormously valuable when done in the right way and is not compromised by going against the grain of biblical principles. For certain, pro-life advocates used research as well, no doubt about that. But it's just very difficult in today's world to take on a messaging campaign in which you're competing with a $40 million campaign. I don't know how much of pro-life dollars went into research and messaging, but I can guarantee you it's a very small percentage of that $40 million. So that $40 million bucks is coming in from the opposite point of view. But we must not take research for granted. It's being used in a way that moves the culture away from respect for life. We can harness the power of that research to move the culture towards respect for life. The other thing that we can learn is that we now know exactly what their tactics are. We've actually known for some time, but Ohio really laid all the cards out on the table. So now we're forewarned in every state and every community that these are the messages, uh, the messages that played well for abortion supporters in Ohio. Those messages are going to come to every community. They're going to come to your community in one form or the other. So there should be no surprise. And there should be preparation for counting those type of messages that were used in the Ohio referendum. Hey, key takeaway number four, the Ohio referendum in the long run may be the best wake-up call the pro-life movement ever got. There's tremendous potential right now for the pro-life movement to experience a new sense of energy, engagement, and optimism. If we are wise to what's happening and strategic, 
we see the culture unraveling and the strategy that's being employed to attack life, now we're better prepared than ever before to go on the offense rather than to stay on defense. And while this may seem counterintuitive, the pro-life movement really has been on defense even before Roe was overturned by the Supreme Court in June of 2022. And so, in a sense, it looks like a big chunk of those efforts working to protect life were in defensive mode, while abortion supporters were in offensive mode. The two came to this perfect storm collision in Ohio. Now, my sense is that this wake-up call includes a deeper understanding more than ever before that the culture uh, in which church attendance has been plunging. We've got multiple uh, previous episodes of this podcast, and we talked about our concern with that. When moral certainty is hard to find and shifting values are all across the board or even non-existent, the answer is pointing people to the one who made us all, the God who made us. He made you. He made me. He made everybody who voted in the Ohio referendum. The God who knit us together in our mother's womb offers new life through the price paid by Jesus on the cross. And that new life leads to a new heart and a new understanding that every single life has value because every life is created in the image of God. Really, I think that's the message that the world is hungry for right now. Uh, We can look at our daily news feed and find plenty of evidence. You don't have to look very far. The world's messed up. But there is an answer, and that answer is found in Jesus, and we need to be willing to share that answer. Ohio was the wake-up call for that strategy to be employed now. Key takeaway number five, the sun comes up tomorrow. Hey, Ohio was a punch to the gut, but it's not the first referendum that has failed on life issues. It's not the first loss the pro-life movement has experienced. We've seen referendums on life issues fail already in Kansas, Montana, Kentucky, Michigan, and now Ohio. If we were to look at the circumstances directly in front of us and read the flood, the absolute flood of blogs and social media, basically telling us the pro-life movement is now dead, we'd be packing our bags, giving up, and, and moving on to another issue, or maybe just moving on with the rest of our lives. But the sun came up the day after the Ohio referendum, and last I checked, the sun came up today, and as long as God allows, the sun will come up tomorrow. And one thing that I have learned over the years, and we should all just kind of take this to heart, is not to put too much stock on the mountaintop and don't put too much stock in the valley. Look, it really comes down to whether we believe God can do amazing things and turn a culture around by changing hearts and minds, or whether we believe the latest political development is the most important thing in our lives. I can tell you God is far above any of the affairs of earth. And I can also tell you that he cares deeply for every single life that he has created in the womb, just as he cares for every pregnant mother. Psalm 139. If you've never read that, I encourage you again, get your Bible, read Psalm 139. You'll be blown away by that. So I guess what I'm saying is this really brings to the forefront the reality that our call as followers of Christ, for all of those who are followers of Christ, it's to make sure that our faith is grounded in him And not tethered to the polling, not tethered to referendums, not tethered to political ideologies. Hey, let's sum those up really quickly for you again. Key takeaway number one, the culture appears to be unwinding much more rapidly than any of us had hoped to see. Key takeaway number two, ungodly sums of money in the hands of people who wish to destroy life can indeed have a devastating effect. Key takeaway number three, we know the game plan. Key takeaway number four, 
the Ohio referendum in the long run may be the best wake-up call the pro-life movement ever got. Key takeaway number five, the sun comes up tomorrow. Hey, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget, I would love to send you an ebook version of our Bring Us Back to Life prayer book. Just send me an email at podcast at lovetimes2.org and say, send me the book and I'll get it to you right away. I think you're going to enjoy it and I think you'll really get a lot out of it. And if you really enjoy it, you may want to get multiple hard copies for your church uh, or for your family. So just drop a line, let us know that, and we'll find a way that we can make that happen. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends about this and encourage them to listen in as well. Uh, And give us a great rating when you're reviewing this. I really appreciate you listening in today, and I encourage you to never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. Are you looking for the perfect speaker for your next event or conference? Look no further than the new Love Times 2 Speakers Bureau, your go-to source for great pro-life speakers. We have a roster of renowned experts who can inspire, educate, and entertain your audience. Our speakers are ready to unleash their expertise and make your event a resounding success. Scheduling a pro-life speaker has never been easier. Visit lovetimes2.org speakers and schedule your speaker today.